All right. Welcome back to another Sticks Golf Roundtable. This week, Johnny, Trey, and I chat a little bit about the waste management, which Johnny actually attended, and also chat a little bit about just how difficult it is to uh, become a PGA Tour player this, these, uh, these days. It's tough, you know? A lot of expenses, a lot of time, but uh, before we get into all of that, I want to do a brief ad read for Swing U. Introducing Swing U Versus, an integrated strokes gained analysis system available to Swing U premium subscribers that tracks and analyzes every facet of your game from tee to green. Compare your game versus a target handicap, a scratch golfer, a club champion, or a tour pro and see how you stack up across all five categories on the course. Driving, approach shots, chipping, pitching, bunker play, and putting. The quest to play your best golf just got smarter, faster, and easier with Swing U Versus, now available within your Swing U Premium subscription. And without further ado, let's get to the pod. Sticks Golf Roundtable number four. It's, I either, think. it's either four or five because or five. we're not sure because the first one was two parts. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. So, well, welcome back, Sticks Golf five, or Sticks Golf Roundtable. Hey, what's up, Johnny? What's going on, guys? Your boy, your boy made it back in one piece from, yeah. uh, from the waste management. Yeah, I'm surprised. A lot of people don't. So good on you. How hungover was that flight? Oh, it was. It was a nightmare. Like, as a whole, like, the people on the flight. Like, how hungover yeah. was the flight? You know, that was the funny thing. It reminded me of, I've been to Vegas a few times, and when you go to Vegas, when you get off your plane, everyone walking towards, you know, baggage claim and, and where you pick up your car, everyone's just fired up, everyone's ready to go, and oh. then the flight back, like, everyone just looks like death. And uh, <laughs> Everyone just wants to curl up in a ball. That's what I was just doing. I was just doing this, just dragging arms. Just, just like walking, this, walking to baggage claim. <laughs> walking through security, just had uh, tons of dudes in, in Titleist hats looking like an absolute nightmare. <laughs> One of my very close friends from college was there, and he said it was just, like, nothing but, but just guys on buddies trips. He said it was probably 80%, like, middle, like young to middle-aged dudes just getting after it. It's it's unbelievable, man. The, the event takes over the whole town, from what we could tell. I mean, um, you know, we went out out and about at night around downtown Scottsdale, and there's waste management, you know, branded signage and themes and parties everywhere you look. So That's I awesome. mean, it, you know, I was telling uh, my fiance, I was telling Lindsay, trying to explain what a big deal it is. You know, the Super Bowl was on when I got back. I'm like, you realize that there are literally the amount of three Super Bowls. Every day at the waste management, there's about 210, 220,000 people every single day at the waste management. That's like three NFL states. That's got to be. Is that, is that the biggest attended event by a mile? Yeah. Right? It, it has is. to be. Yeah. I mean, well, no, because Augusta doesn't have that many people. Yeah. Augusta's no limited. chance. Oh, not Way even, limited. Not yeah. Close. Yeah. That's so fun. Well, and waste management doesn't actually release the numbers. Um, but they the, don't? I, I, no, but I've seen the Scottsdale. 
uh, fire department has to keep track, so they've released it. That's yeah. awesome. The emergency preparedness service needs yeah. to be fired up. All right, well, before we get into your kind of your recap of the week, I want to talk a little bit just about the golf tournament. How hey, sick wait, is Sahith Tagala? Oh, wait dude. a second. Wait, wait. What are, you, what are you drinking? Oh, that's right. What are we drinking? <laughs> I can't break tradition. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm drinking a... Actually, I'm drinking two because I played like dog shit today. Um, I'm drinking a Terrapin... Luau. Luau. It's a passion fruit orange guava IPA, and it's absolutely delightful. Well, you, nice. Tom, what you were about to get into, I'd love to, to start on. Sahith Well, no, 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 wait. We got to see what Johnny's drinking. Oh, sorry. I thought we already well, saw it. The red wine, I was right? about to, uh, I was about to crack a beer when I got in the house, but uh, Lindsay had already... Opened a bottle of wine, so oh, there I've got you a go. little vino. I've got a little Northern California Pinot Noir, Lovely. so a little That's on the softer side. You are, are you guys wine drinkers yet, or have you? I was at the wine place? room Delray last night getting uh, some some wine on the tap. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I don't drink wine. I, I what I do is I look at it. If it's red, I say I will have some, and I go, oh yes, this is this is wine for sure. And I, that's that's as far as I go into my into my tasting. My, I'm, not, uh, I'm not. I'm not more. Much more advanced than that. Yeah, my stepdad loves wine, yeah. and it's so funny because anytime like somebody will come over to the house or like one of my friends will be like, "Yeah, let's have a bottle of wine," and he'll like crack open like some really nice bottle that, you know, like God knows how much it costs, and they're like, "Oh, this is great!" Like, Tom, you want any? I'm like, "Yeah, if you give me that, it will not be appreciated. Yeah, like, just funny. give me the Bud Light. Like, there's just don't waste that you on me. Like, I don't need that. A bag of wine, perhaps. Yeah, I need like the bag of wine. Exactly. <laughs> Slap the so bag. Bag of Franzia. Exactly. All you'll right, grow so, into it. I predict you'll be a wine drinker one day. Yep. Yeah, probably. Sahith Tagala. Yes. Absolute mm. dog. Might I, be one of my new favorite guys on the PJ Tour. I mean, I, I don't even think he has a PJ Tour card yet, but he, he will, obviously. He, I mean, he's gonna. I have a brief anecdote about Sahith Tagala. I met him when I was 18, and I was playing for, and I use air quotes, Team USA, which was half San Diego Golf Association, half IJGA students. Oh, Jesus. In, at the, ready for this, Canadian International Junior Challenge in Northern Ontario. And we stayed in the same house, and he was this just goofy Indian dude, and he walks funny. I was like, this guy, is he, he's probably terrible. I'm like, where are you going to school? Oh, Pepperdine. Oh, okay. Okay, nice. So he's probably pretty good. Pretty good. Won the event, and in the in that field was Tomas Ghana, who won the Latin American Amateur, yep. Joaquin Neiman, yep. Paul Chaplet, who won the Latin American Amateur, and a kid named Jack Brar, who's on the European Tour now, and now Sahith, and me, who shot like 165 for two days, so... <laughs> <laughs> It was Go pretty funny. Was, yeah, we were just hanging out and like playing ping pong and going like canoeing after the rounds, and now he's Sahith Gala. Do you think he would recognize you if you saw him? No way. <laughs> well, mate, Jack Brar knows me, but other than that, like, and I, and I played with Tomas Gana, okay. but other than that, Sahith probably wouldn't remember me. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I was rooting for Sahith the entire oh, time. No question. Yeah, he picked up some fans in our group as well. There was a couple guys that really got behind him, and he was definitely the fan favorite around the around the property that week. Good. Yeah, not to say I'm not pumped that Scotty Scheffler won because Scotty Scheffler is awesome. And Scotty Scheffler, this might be way off, but I think Scotty Scheffler and Sahith Gala are like very similar. Like they both have golf swings, but you're not quite sure where it's gonna go. Like you're yeah. not like quite like. Well, we know where the balls go. We, know we the don't balls. know where any of the, the moving pieces are. Going. Yeah, I mean the <laughs> the shot that that. Uh, that Scotty hit on 17, or is it 17, the drivable par four? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the final round, started so far right. 
and stay like that's what like when he swings that's what i think the ball's gonna do every single time but it doesn't it like he he hits it fucking awesome i don't have great hands has unbelievable hands unbelievable hands i i I would i would totally agree with that about scotty now that you mentioned it about sagala it's the same thing it's like it doesn't it doesn't look aesthetically like that pretty but they get it done yeah get it done this is a crazy. I don't know if, how I looked this up with uh, when we were watching the tournament on Sunday. That's his first win, and he's made. Well, I have to do a fact check, but it's like nine million without a win, eight and a half million without a win, and he has like he he finishes in the top twenty-five over like sixty percent of his starts. Like, yeah. and he's had he's played ten times this year. He has now seven top tens. Like, just an absolute any, machine. Loves finishing man, seventh, but now he's finally got a W. And he made the Ryder Cup without without, without a win. Yeah, on, exactly. On the, That's on the point in the point craziness. Well, I, I, was it the match play where he absolutely laid a fucking egg, and he was he was in like the middle of fifteenth fairway with like maybe he was like one back or something, and just double crossed his five iron just like directly into the water and pretty much just like ended his chances at the win. I think was he in the final of that? Yeah, against yeah. Uh, Billy Horschel, right? This year. Last year, I have no idea. Well, I mean, th- this year it hasn't happened yet, That's so it had to have been last year. Yeah, yeah no idea. Um, but yeah, what an awesome event! I mean, the, the 16 at Scottsdale, like it cannot be overstated how absolutely fucking nuts of an atmosphere that has to have been. Like you were there. I mean, that's like. And the other thing is, is the front nine, like, somewhat secluded, like, away from the fans, and the back nine's, like, big-time fans? Because they were switching back from, like, the front to the back, and you you could visibly, like, see, like, guys were screaming, like, while people were hitting on the back, and then the front, it was, like, almost dead silent. Yeah, so I would say holes 1 through 15, uh, from a grandstands, concessions, crowd-level standpoint, are no different than any other PJ Tour event. Okay. And I, I didn't even walk around that much, but on the back side of our from on 16, we could overlook 15, and you could just see in the distance, you could see all these holes, and you could see groups walking around on presumably, you know, the earlier part of the back nine, the front nine, and the, it didn't look like anything crazy, but the, the infrastructure, the concessions, the grandstands, not just on the stadium hole, but around 17 and 18, It's just, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. I mean, the stadium hole, I I feel like I've seen it so many times that it lived up to the hype. It lived up to the size and scale. But I think what I wasn't prepared for was just how big everything was around 17 and 18 as well. How bummed are you that you missed the hole-in-one? What? You know... Both of them? You missed both? You missed both the hole-in-one. Well, yeah. I mean, we were there on Thursday. Um, Uh, But you could have gone back. I did. I had, we had a we had a we had an opportunity to be back on on Saturday. However, I still had about nine or ten guys there in my bachelor party, and I think we were only going to have like four. Oh, okay. Well, uh, well, then you can't do that. You know, Why don't you just give us a so. lowdown of the week, just so you, you you get off your. We'll start you in the air. You've left. You're now leaving the airport <laughs> in in Phoenix. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll give you the rundown. I mean, um, flew out super early on on Wednesday, uh, which was deliberate so they could get around to golf in yeah. most of the guys didn't get until wednesday night but four of us played at a course called longbow um in mesa on wednesday afternoon fantastic course i heard um you know i kind of read and heard that that was really a course um 
good for the money. So part of this, you know, I want to go through a little bit of the weekend as kind of a, you know, a, a guidance or a, or a 101 for anybody that might be able to, to go in the future. But um, I, I would highly recommend Longbow. It was only only 140 bucks. That might sound like a lot, but everything around Scottsdale, including greens fees, is jacked up. Everything is spiked. I mean, we went to the, the first bar we went to on uh, Thursday night. Uh, I, I bought... Uh, three Coors Lights for me and two of my buddies. How much do you think three Coors Lights was at an outdoor bar in Scottsdale? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire out $36. That, that was very close to my guess. Uh, I'm, but I'm going to highball it and I'm going to say $44. You're both low. <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So $14. Uh, a beer? A beer before tax, so yeah, I guess yeah. So call so it like tax, sixteen bucks a beer. After tax and tip, I dropped like fifty-eight bucks on three light beers. <laughs> oh my god, that's so that that beats me. This this weekend, I paid. I paid thirty-six dollars for two uh, cut waters and a uncrustable at a, at Vale Resort. <laughs> I paid um, nineteen dollars for a Six. twelve pack of IPAs this week. <laughs> There's still that's I still outrageous. got them. That's just at some random exactly. bar in Scott. That's not even in, in the ropes. No, that's just. That's I insane. mean, granted, it was a it was like a indoor outdoor nightclub. It was a sick bar. Yeah, called High Five. But point being, um, you know, some of the courses people might be familiar with that aren't crazy expensive throughout the rest of the year, like Greyhawk, um, Wico Pa, some of the top level courses in, in Arizona. Whereas, you know, in January or just after the tournament, they run for say. 150 200 bucks they're like 400 yeah. you know Jesus. waste management week because i mean think about it there's a two hundred thousand people there a day a lot of those have come in from out of town you know everywhere's booked we had to <laughs> one of our sort of inside jokes for the week you know we had to like sign a contract to go eat like when we went to brunch you had to sign a contract that you had this many people come in and you were, and you were going to spend a minimum of 600 600 bucks to get brunch um, Jesus, you know, dinner, you know, same thing, but even more expensive, obviously. So, what was like the scheduling now, and the stuff that you did beforehand looking like? Like, and 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 all that being said, I'm sure you know there. I'm sure there's more budget friendly ways to do it. Uh, we were far from high rollers, but we were also going to like nice, cool places. So, yeah. Yeah. I think you know we were somewhere in the middle um, of that scale. So, I'm sure you don't, you know, you don't have to spend a million dollars to go to go out there, but. It helps if you have a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I, I didn't, I guess maybe I just like am oblivious, but I didn't realize like how much other stuff was going on. Like I didn't realize mm-hmm. there were concerts and like, mm-hmm. like what was, what was the deal with all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So there's a lot of concerts going on at a specific site right outside of the golf course. I think it's called the okay. nest or the bird's nest. Um, yeah. I mean, they had like Kygo and like all these like EDM artists going on at night. Um, we didn't do any of that, but what we did is just go to like party bars and, um, there's, I don't know what the district is called, but, um, there's a district in, well, it's in old town Scottsdale and, um, that's where we ended up a couple of times and they just have like, you know, a great outdoor bar scene, um, where it's just a big party everywhere you go. And every, I mean, you could tell, you could pick out a golfer out of a crowd, right? I mean, everyone, <laughs> all the dudes roaming around are just, like you said, Tom, they're just big groups of buddies on, yeah. on a golf trip. So, 
So are there any uh, do's and don'ts that you could uh, give to the people? Well, uh, yeah, I can only really speak to my one experience, but, you know, so we stayed pretty far outside of Scottsdale. Um, we needed a big house, and there's only but so many, Yeah. Um, you know, right there in Scottsdale. So we were in a town called Fountain Hills. It was about 30 minutes out, 25, 30 minutes out. Uh, the cool thing about Fountain Hills is we were able to get a, a really big house on a golf course called Desert Canyon, which we played on Friday, which was nice. And Wico Pa, which is a casino and has two really highly yeah. rated golf courses on site, is like in Fountain Hills. So even though it's far from Scottsdale, there's a good amount to do right there in this Fountain Hills area. Did we light um, any money on fire? Uh, I lost the two guys i went with the night i went both lost i know some other guys went on different nights and a few guys hit but nothing crazy nobody nobody went off uh, no, nobody's damn. in any real pain yeah, i I, I lit like 500 bucks on fire this past summer when i when i went to do uh new york and i just i'm uh it's not good i only end up in a casino once or twice a year and uh I always have fun, but I, I definitely bet small because I don't know. I wish I could say the same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Trey, Trey's a frequent uh, frequent flyer I, I at our local I, casino. I don't I don't I don't gamble. I just play poker. So go fuck yourself, Trey. It's the same thing. Mm, no, it's not. I'm not I'm not playing the house. I'm playing you. Shut the fuck up. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I'll tell you about our. Uh, so yeah, I mean, outside of the actual golf day, which we'll get to in a second, you know. Um, you know, if you are going to go, there are some budget-friendly-ish options. I mean, like I said, I would highly recommend Longbow in Mesa for 140. I think that's about as good as it's going to get. If you're going to, if you want to play Greyhawk and you got 400 bucks, go for it. But you know, not everybody's on that sort of budget. But um, you know, we had um, we had a we had an awesome day on Thursday. We we um, got an Uber over to this big like shuttle station pickup area just a huge field basically where they just shuttle people into the tournament and um just to walk in when you walk in you basically go under this tunnel which you may have seen some of the videos of the guys like lined up at three how, in the how early were you there were you there earlier did you just do it normal well because we were lucky enough to have the suite passes mm. we weren't in any sort of rush wow. um so yeah it was funny we were sitting around all just you know it was the first full day on you know in town for everyone so we were feeling fine we were feeling pretty good and um it's like nine nine in the morning we're all just kind of sitting around and we got the we got the the early golf streaming and all of a sudden we're just like well you guys want to go i mean what are we doing here what are we doing sitting here let's just get out there <laughs> so, yeah why not so we got out there i think around nine thirty or 10 watched a few guys tee off on 18 as we walked back towards the stadium hole got to our suite i mean one of the coolest experiences ever. So we were, we were right, we were uh, e equidistant. We were equal with the T markers uh, that particular day um, for a, for a righty. We were right at their back, basically. Okay. Um, which was great because we got some fun interaction with the players. I mean, you know, early in the morning when we got there, it's not super loud yet, right? I mean, it hasn't. The stadium hasn't filled in yet. Nobody's super lit just yet, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> on, on a Thursday. Well, I tell you what, yeah. I did see a picture that was roaming the internet of a guy that was passed out face down next to a trash can at 10, 16 a.m. And whoever that, that guy is, 
fucking good on you, good my on man. You. Good yeah. on you, dude. Let's go. That's incredible. That's how you do. That's how you do it. That's how you do sixteen. Let's go. Well, these guys, you know, I, I, I can't imagine the dedication. I mean, I, I saw a clip of guys lined up. I mean, hundreds of people lined up at two thirty in the morning, no. ready to do the the. You know, running of the bulls out the 16 when See, they open the gates. That's me. Dark. I'm Never. there. Never. I'm there. I'm running. I'm fucking running people over. I'm shotgunning the second I get there at 2.30 in the morning. I'm pumped. That's what I want. See, I can I can usually... I, I do this at concerts, too. Like, I'm pretty lank. I can just sort of just wiggle my way through a crowd, so I, I never really have to worry <laughs> about that. I'm pretty slender. I can just kind of slip through and, and find my way to the front. Yeah, but me one and- of the great... Me and my One 44 th- chest can't really do that. It's not really working. I don't think so. You need to do some more intermittent fasting. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Calm, calm, calm. I'm talking about myself here, too. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, mm. Anybody really impressed you that you got to see on 16? Well, uh, the, I think the kind of coolest little interaction we had, um, Jimmy Walker came through, and I can't even remember who else was in the group, but uh, me and my buddy Mark Karate, we... Um, he said, hey, who you like, you know, Walker or so-and-so? I can't even remember who the other guy was. Closest to the pin, five bucks. And I took the other guy. He took Jimmy Walker. Jimmy hits it tighter. I hand, I hand Jimmy, you know, if, if you can picture. So he, he teed off and then he rotates. So he's actually looking straight back at us. Yeah. And I hand my $5 across like two people. We're right on the railing. Um, and I hand my $5 over to Mark. And he holds it up and he goes, thanks, Jimmy. And Jimmy just does the little cash money, like rubbing two fingers together. Yes. Like, and, like winked at him. He's like, I got you, bud. <laughs> Wait, how, how far were you guys actually from the, the players? Not far. Like, I mean, we're right. It felt like we were right on top of them, 50 feet. So like okay. I said, before it got really loud, I mean, you know, you could get a reaction out of guys nice. here and there. That's awesome. Um, but then a couple other cool things that happened, like, um, one of my buddies, uh, Jed, um, he is a full-time caddy at Kenlock. And um, this guy who I had not met, but his, his name's Brian Kopsick, he is a, um, whenever his buddy Ben Silverman's on Corn Ferry, and whenever he... he yeah, he Monday queued. He Monday that's, yeah. that's Dan Silcox's college roommate. Yeah, that is Dan Silcox's college roommate. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Key, the key West pro. There you go. So... So, um, you know, he said, hey, my buddy's guy, like, he Monday queued in. And anytime I guess, Ben Monday Monday qualifies into a PJ Tour event, he brings Brian out to caddy for him. Oh, so nice. we went over to the uh, we went over to the chipping green, and, we're you know, Brian comes over. So we're just sitting there talking to Brian. He's like, dude, this is wild. Like, I was supposed to be caddying at Kenlock this week, and here I am. About to <laughs> did, wait, did Ben make the cut? I don't believe so. So, sorry if he did and I missed that, but I don't believe that's, 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 that's something that you were allowed to miss on your bachelor weekend. Yeah, you're, it's, it was your bachelor weekend. I don't the think you're the, the, whereabouts of, the whereabouts of Ben Silverman on our leaderboard. We will we'll, we'll <laughs> let you off the hook on that <laughs> one there. <laughs> what was great is he was one of the last groups and we did stay till the very end. And so the place actually cleared out because they really staggered Whoa. the marquee guys. So, like, back to back to back, we saw JT, we saw Ricky, we saw Ron, we saw Finau. They were all in like these consecutive groups towards the end and then um just after that after the after the big marquee guys went through the place actually like cleared out the last three or four groups it was at like 10 percent capacity in the stadium like it was getting dark and people were leaving well that's when ben silverman came through so he comes through the tunnel and we're like 
and our guys are still loud and proud. You know? <laughs> hooting and hollering, let's go. And, every, and everybody else got the story now. Hey, we're rooting for Ben, you know, so we're cheering him on. He's, like, waving to us. Brian, the caddy, is just, like, going nuts. Like, he's, you know, so that was cool that we were able to stick around That's for that. That's so fun. Wait, okay, so you sent a picture to us, which is, I didn't know this was possible, but how the fuck did you get on the 18 T-Box? I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that did happen. That's right. Um, so, like I said, we stayed till the very end. Um, <laughs> and when I say the end, boys, I don't mean like it was clearing out the last few people. I mean, I mean, I, I put a picture up on my uh, on my Instagram of the stadium, like with the sun going down, with nobody in there. So we were actually the last people in there. They were actually, they gave us like a free beer on the way out. Like the cops like said it was fine. Like we didn't even, we didn't even pay for it. That's sick. Um, one of the workers was like, do you mind? And the cop was like, no, that's fine. So we just snagged like free beers. Um, Those are $14 take- beers. Sweet. Yeah. And uh, we're, uh, we're taking a walk out and I mean, there's nobody around. There's nobody around. It's there's no security. There's no fans. There's nothing. So we're just we have to we have to walk down 18 to get back to the um, to get back to our our pickup spot. So we're like shit. We're right here. There's nobody around. So we just got up on the tee box, took a couple pictures. If anybody noticed the waste management truck, they had an actual like (laughs) massive waste management truck right off the first tee. My buddy Mark got up in it. It was unlocked for some crazy reason. He just got up in it and took a picture real quick. Nice. Um, you know, so that was cool. We were just walking up 18. At this point, it's almost pitch black. So there's just lights everywhere. And we're just walking. There's like half of our group, like six or seven of us walking up uh, 18. Um, nobody else out there. That, that was pretty cool. That is sweet. That's I mean, fantastic. getting to just stand on 18 T boxes is kind of special. That's pretty sweet. Absolutely. The only time I could even think of that is when we went to the LPGA Tour event in the practice round. We had media passes. We did have media <laughs> passes, but like I just remember like before groups were coming through, we were walking down 18, and Trey's got a great video of me just with like a backpack on and a coffee, and I'm just making like half practice, like half swings on the tee box. I'm like, mall, oh, cup. this isn't that hard of a tee shot. Like, this is easy. It's so good, great. But yeah, and then um, just one last note from the actual experience in the stadium. First of all, if you ever get sweet tickets, I mean. Not only is it free beers, there's uh, there's free food everywhere you look. Um, they had, had like tacos, they had salmon, they had like nice food, and it was nice. just like wow, it was so sick, man. There was uh, there was um, you know, just a great experience. But um, it's definitely on my list of things to do. Yeah, I gotta go to that tournament. I tell you, I tell you what, the most one of the most fun things about being in that environment though is. Uh, is not necessarily when someone does something good. Like we saw some nice birdie putts. Uh, I think we saw a chip in, um, you know, and you get, you get a nice cheer, you get a nice roar out of the, out of the crowd, but it's so freaking funny when someone hits a mm-hmm. shitty shot and the whole place boos and it's like twice as loud as the cheers were. <laughs> I love that. I would be so, I'd be ruthless. Yeah, you would there. be ruthless. <laughs> I would not want to be a player with Trey in the stands at all. Not the loud, the loudest, you know, the loudest <laughs> roars uh, in anticipation of someone hitting were for Ricky. You know, he's he's throwing his hand up. He's going louder, louder, louder. Well, then he plops one in the bunker on his tee shot. And the whole place just went from, you know, he went from fan favorite to we were booing the hell out. I love that. <laughs> Boom. 
get ruin his confidence for the Masters because Tom and I have a, a nice bet on. Shut him, the but, fuck up, Trey. He's uh, gonna win the Masters. He's not. He will never win the Masters. Uh, God, I want to bet a billion dollars that he will win the Masters. I accept. <laughs> um. So wait. So if you have just regular run of the mill tickets, you can just rip into sixteen. Like that's is or like what's the deal with that? Okay. Well, if you want to talk about do's and don'ts, um, you can do it. But let me paint a quick picture for you on what that looks like. So the general admission, if you if you notice, you know, so probably 80% of the stadium hole is actually boxes yep. and corporate yeah. suites. Correct. The only section really is that big open section to the right of it's the like green. It's like back right of the green, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, where all, the, that's um, where all the beer cans came from. Exactly. Yeah. So that is general admission, and you have to get there at like two, three, four in the morning and just run to get a spot in there. And then think about this. Think about this. So I think they open the gates at like six, maybe seven. So you get to your seat. It's still dark out. They haven't cut the hole yet. It's hole 16. Nobody's going to be there until close to <laughs> noon. I mean, they do tee off. Some guys tee off on 10. They do split tees. But yeah. the first tee time wasn't until like nine o'clock. So you're not only you got to be out there at 3 a.m., you're not going to even see a golf shot till like 11 a.m. I think that if we did that, I would have the same day I had at the Eagles Super Bowl parade where we got down there at 6 a.m. And by noon when the team went by, I was like, I didn't no idea where I was. Blackout drunk. Because you have to get down there. And if you have to pee, your day's, your day's over. We had... You know, we had jugs and once those are full and, you know, what? If you leave your seat, you can't come back, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I was about to say, if you uh, leave your seat, can you come back? Well, if you, if you have a group, they'll maybe save it for you, but... I I have to think, I don't know, but I have to think there's a system in place for that. I, there's no way that you, in eight hours, if you pee once, you lose your seat. Yeah, I, I that's think, how... I, think that, yeah, I, I don't think there. that's the case. I don't think that's I'll the say, case. I'll uh, say, our, our old roommate, Parker, he had a great idea that he wanted to do he wanted to go to augusta and he wanted to bring uh pull inflatable tubes like that you can wear around your stomach or like around your waist and then blow them up and then sit and then go to 18 and just sit on the back of 18 and make it a chair and then just like sit in the thing i think that's actually a great idea i think i will do i will i might use that if i ever go to another pga tournament i'm, I'm going this year so we'll see i might need to bring a, a floaty yeah you might need to bring a, a pool floaty <laughs> oh i have something so, to note um another tournament that went on this week one of my dear friends finished birdie birdie eagle to win uh on the corn fairy tour i'm sure y'all saw it on instagram but shout out to brandon matthews for just being the clutchest guy that i know yeah for every every bit as long as i've known him amazing and, uh, yeah amazing so cool that was so, and his reaction was fucking epic my favorite thing he mm-hmm. said was he was like it was pretty cool standing over that putt knowing that it, this could be the one and you yeah. know we've all done it sitting there on your putting green at you know in suffolk virginia at age 13 you know oh this is the win this is to be on this is to get on the pga tour this is and he actually had that putt and he drilled and he just drilled it from the corn a corn fairy win. I thought about this. It's not life changing money, but it's oftentimes life changing because the way it's set up now, you're almost guaranteed a tour card if you get one yep. win on corn fairy. Yeah. Especially in the single season. You yeah. Were saying like that last year with the double yeah. season, guys got fucked. Like our Curtis, buddy Curtis, Curtis almost. He was in like thirteenth or fourteenth at the end of the first season, and he ended up finishing twenty third and had to make the cut in his last event. And he, you know, yeah, if it had been a normal year, he would have just had his tour card. And yeah. He'd be in better shape right now, anyway. Yeah. But. And, and uh, I love this story. I mean, everyone's heard probably pieces of it. Um, 
but you know lonto griffin a friend mm-hmm. of mine from virginia golf growing up he um he had told multiple people um you know that he, he was ready to give it up um he you know he was in like year seven or eight he, w- he wasn't even close um i mean he was up towards the bottom of the standings makes a cut on the number in nashville shoots 62 on saturday shoots another like mid 60s round on on sunday wins gets on the tour wins in a playoff you know, right yeah playoff yep. couple you know a couple years later he he wins you know pj tour houston open i mean it's just like if he doesn't get that corn fairy win i mean even if he just finished high that week i don't think he's still playing professional golf that's how yeah. dire things were i mean he needed that win <laughs> yeah it, it the i only know of one well i mean there's probably tons of guys but only one guy that i know that's in kind of like my circle is trevor Cohn. he won in san diego san francisco san francisco at uh the at stonebreak yeah but but then he ended up not getting through yeah somehow i maybe he just didn't make enough cuts or didn't have enough starts blah 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 but wasn't able to get through had full status next year and just wasn't i don't i don't think he got i don't think he played great that next year but but i mean it is one of those things where it's a do or die. Once you get on the Corn Ferry Tour, it's one of those, you just got to win. Yep. Like that's that's it. I mean, or you can, you know, just try and knock off top 10 after top 10 after top 10. Mm-hmm. But if you can just get a win and then maybe another high place finish, you're kind of yeah. locked. Like Brandon finished runner-up last week. and then, Oh, so he has his PGA no, Tour card he, yeah, officially. Yeah, he does for sure. Yeah. He just like 100% has his PGA Tour card. As long card as you now. just play some more events. and like, yeah. well, I think they, when you get to 1,000 points, you're, you're locked. And he has like... <laughs> 800 right now. Yeah. After four events, he'll he'll be he'll be fucking fine. Yeah. Tom, I know I know you had you guys had him on the pod last year. You ought to get him back uh, soon. Yeah, we will. He'll for come sure. on. Oh, we will definitely get, get his it. reaction to everything. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll definitely get him back. Um, I just want to get out driven by 75 yards again. Yeah, I love that. Can't wait. So, sorry right. for doing that to you, but that's 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 the uh, yeah. The, of course, the fucking Instagram that he puts out is just him getting me getting out driven by 65 yards. It was the fun, it was the, it was my fa- it was the funniest part. You just, yeah. <laughs> you were just so, so. I was like, well, by the way, Tom, you and you like, everyone I, else I he's ever good. played with. Yeah. By the way, yeah, yeah. You, you were like, I hit that good. He said oh. he, t- he told one of our buddies that he, at elevation uh, this week he was flying at 380. That's so driver. stupid. Yeah, so okay. stupid. And then when he played that event a couple years ago, he he had a video where he was quoted saying, "He's like, you know, I'm just I'm just not I'm kind of struggling this week. I'm not used to flying nine iron two hundred yards." <laughs> he's he's Bryson Long, and I can't wait to see him <laughs> playing hey, out there. Last thing on waste management, you know, sixteen. I would say you got to have some serious dedication to get in there with the general mission ticket, but it's a freaking party around seventeen, eighteen. Plus, you can of course walk around and enjoy the golf course, enjoy you know, enjoy the refreshments. I mean, so it's still. I, I know a couple of people have said they've gone and not gone into sixteen and still had the a time great of their time. Life, yeah. You know, um, it's not like a do or die situation. Yeah. So which is which is good because I I don't because like you said I mean there's not that big of an area for guys to get into sixteen so, I mean. It, but I feel like it's one of those things where if you're gonna go, you kind of have to, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like There's you kind of have to go to 16. But yeah. I'd rather wait and do it the way you guys did it than yeah. just, than just go. Also, but if I, I lived get, in, I gotta crack, I gotta crack my other beer. There it is. Sorry about that. It's a great sound. Um, yeah, but fantastic. If we're gonna, sound. If we're gonna go. We're gonna do it right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, switching topics. I want to talk a little bit about how fucked up it is and how expensive it is to try and play professional golf. I am first. I have, dude, 
like I just started this journey of trying to play professional golf, and like t- today was my first round of uh, Canadian Q School. Didn't go great. That's the, all we're gonna say about it. We got three more days. We're gonna figure it out after the next Balls three days. I hope that the wind absolutely howls and the boys come back to me. Um, but dude, I'm telling you, like I've been talking to a lot of guys like the last few weeks about just it's it's one of those things where. If you're not getting help from somebody, like I'm doing it on my own, trying to pay my way with caddying and you know all, all the other sources of income I'm, tr- I'm trying to find. Um, but man, it's expensive. I mean, like like the Monday like the Monday qualifiers. If you don't have like a certain level of status or you know five a five a pop like five hundred bucks a pop. Like I just dropped twenty six hundred on Canadian Q School, which is. I mean, there's a there's 180 guy or no, that's not right at all. Like 118 guys at every site. There's six or six or eight sites. Yeah. Um, you know, top 25 really get status. Like, it's it's a grind. And then now, and the only the only other the big the big thing that I am frustrated with is that a lot of the TPC courses are still like if you have any PGA Tour level card or status like you can go practice there no problem free of charge like that is just what that's what the tpc courses are there for well the big three tpc summerlin tpc scottsdale and tpc sawgrass are no longer doing that rule anymore so uh, and there are an endless number of guys that locate themselves in jacksonville in florida to be able to practice at tpc sawgrass that are now absolutely fucked and have no place to play i was playing with a guy today who literally lives in jacksonville moved to jacksonville from new zealand from new zealand for the because he was under the assumption or like because before he when he moved there that was the case and then this year they come out and say or, or late last year came out and said yeah, no more TPC for everybody. I mean, that's just... I, I, Is it Corn Ferry or above, right? It's Corn Ferry or above. Yeah. Uh, Canada, uh, PJ Tour Latin America, well, what used to be uh, um, whatever, Asia or China. China, China, PJ Tour China. Yeah, like the guys are getting screwed. And Did they drop that? PJ Tour yeah, China, I think I know so. it's yeah, not it's on gone. the list anymore. I, I think so. It, no, it, it ended completely. It, it yeah. did end completely. Did uh, COVID yeah. kill that? Uh, yep. I heard that was actually the one you could make the most money on. They I was going to go. Higher purses yeah. and lower taxes. And you could, if you could get yourself over to China, you know, if you had the, the, that lower level PGA Tour status, you could, you could actually make a little money. Over that yeah. Was, that was my plan. Exactly. I had, I had Q school travel and then the first couple weeks of the season booked. And in fact, I just flew to Denver on my China flight credit. Yes, you did <laughs> actually. Yes, you did. Um, yeah. The, the, there's two guys I know that, um, like Joey Lane and David Coker, they went over and Miles, played. Miles Creighton too. And Miles, but well, Miles kind of like, uh, well, he did. He finished eleventh on the money list one year. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, he missed. He missed. Sorry, game. Miles. Yeah. Um, my bad, Miles. Uh, but I mean, they both. I mean, I know Joey Lane won. I know Coker either. I think he won or he was way up on the money list. Yeah. But um, I mean that that was like if you could get over there, that was like the best route to do it. But I mean, I I just it's getting. Like it's getting harder and harder and harder, especially for people that don't, you know, have um, like a backing of money or like they're trying to do it on their own. It's like it's almost becoming impossible with like the amount of the funds where whether it's hotel rooms or it's gas. Let's Sorry, not thanks Biden. Um, you know, just it's it's nuts how expensive things are now, and it, it's it it's I think it's hurting the game a lot. Let's not forget that they're giving status now to the top fifteen 
uh, guys out of college too. So yeah, those, go, those are guys that would have to go to Q school that are not, they, I mean, they probably would have gotten through anyway, but you might not. I mean, Jordan, yeah. Jordan Speed didn't get status anywhere when he graduated college. That's when true. He left college. So like, what do you, you know. think? I've never really thought about this, but what do you think the motive, motivation or the, or the point of PJ tour U was like, why did they do that? I or think was it's that purely based just to like, it's just to make college golf bigger and more. Important yeah. That's and, what I think. Yeah. And it, it was, which, it was, which, it, it's, I don't know. It's already it's already been a kind of a closed bucket of like the the top schools, but now it's even more of so. Like yeah. you, you, if you're a top player, you're not going anywhere. But and that's how it was anyway. It's kind of like with, uh, with, with anything with college recruiting. Like you know, if you're an elite player, you're gonna go to one of the, you're gonna go to the Alabama of your sport. But like, but now now even more so, if you don't play at one of these certain let's call it 25, 30 schools, you simply will not have any chance at the PGA Tour U. None. So like that's. We could go on this for day, like for days. Golf's a very hard sport to rank, but like, there's a lot of kids that are playing the identical level of golf. Let's call it a hundred kids, and there's ten ten spots. Yeah. And if you don't yeah. go to one of those schools, you have no chance. Yeah. I um, I, I yeah, I can. I, I never played mini tour golf. I know Trey, you did for a little bit. Pretty Tom, sure. you're in it right now. But I, I remember back in the day, um, some guys like Jay Woodson, uh, who are more of my contemporaries. You know, you could actually make a little bit of money. There were more opportunities. Uh, the Hooters tour was actually quite profitable. Um, and then at the before the Canadian tour was owned by the PJ tour and renamed the McKenzie tour, the Canadian tour was sort of its own entity. And you can make a little bit of money out there out there as well. Um, so I don't know if the PJ tour is to blame or if those I, tours were kind of going by the wayside anyway, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not but there sure. There was, there was there. I mean, those tournaments had purses, you know, um, close to what, uh, they, they weren't that far off of corn. corn Ferry, Ferry, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Whereas now if you're not on corn Ferry, there's no money out there. No. Outside of corn. Well, yeah. it was funny. I got in a conversation the other day with a friend of mine and he was just like, you know what? Like, Say you go and play in Latin America, like, what are you making? And I'm like, dude, if I go play a Latin American tour, I'm hoping that I lose 10 grand. Yeah. Like, 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 I'm just like, if I play great, like, I'm losing 10 grand and I'm getting status and then hopefully I'm making money next year. Like, it's it's not, like, it, it's just, it's a place to get status. Like, it's not, like, a money maker, which... Those purses also, Corn Ferry and Below, have not changed a dollar in the past decade. If you look at the, yeah. corn, the corn fairy winning check in 2010 versus this year, it's the same. And that's what drives me fucking nuts about the PIP thing. Because do you got forty million dollars laying around and you can't throw it to the boys on the corn fairy oh. tour? I'm not even talking about the lower level tours. I'm talking about corn fairy tour. Give it to those boys. Like, they what are you more than, doing? They, yeah, they got more we than forty million. Yeah, it's, <laughs> no, it's th- just that's me- purely a line item that they just removed from marketing. Like that's that's a that's tough. That just drives that makes me so so angry because there are so many unbelievably good players that like want that one that just don't come from money that like physically like they financially cannot pay for the, what they need to do whether it be travel or accommodations, food, you know, golf, all the stuff. I mean, there's just there's so much money I feel like in the top echelon of PGA Tour and like professional golf that I don't know why it hasn't reached its way down to the lower levels of the P- of well, like of tours. I'll tell you what, we might be about to see some sort of player like 
some sort of shift in the balance of power out here. Did you see what Charlie Hoffman was? He was just going on a rant about how bad the PGA Tour is. And he's the well, that's because he took a shitty drop and he went in the fucking water. I, Eat a dick, but, Charlie Hoffman. I'm sorry. It happened to Ricky Fowler two years ago and you didn't see him crying. That's not what it was about, I don't think, if you read what he said. He was he was saying he this is... about the drop. He, he did. He did, for sure. <laughs> but he also said, why do we have non-professionals running any part of this of this game that we play? And he's like, he basically was saying like, you know, the, the players have, ha- have been fed up with things for a long time. He, that, did, you, did you read what he wrote? I did not. I just saw the oh, one snippet. Then what it, okay, then... I just saw the one thing about I'll him I'll talk dropping. to John right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, it, the, the, the way his, his drop situation was handled sparked a long rant about how bad the PGA Tour is to its players. Oh, okay. And he said, we've had enough of this for... He's the president of the Players Association. Mm-hmm. The Seagull. The Seagull is yeah. the president of of the players association. Are you Charlie Hoffman. Yeah. There's a and, thing called the And he hat. he said something about like it's, you know, Wait, no, that's not the Seagull. Is Charlie Hoffman Seagull? I don't know what you're saying. But it might not be. Um, Jay Seagull? No. Right. No. You're right. Am I right? He's the Seagull, right? Yeah, I'm right. Keep going. Um and so he was just like, you know, you guys are there's there he's like Phil Mickelson is not an, like he's he's like there, there all I'm trying to say is there might be something coming where there's a bit of a shift of uh of power here. No, I like what you. Shift. I like what you just yeah. said about professional. Like, why are not professionals running the thing? I like that. Yeah. I like that idea. Having professional golfers be. I'm gonna pull it up. Yeah, pull it up. Pull, pull something. So if you up. remember, uh, why don't we take a um, watch? We're gonna take a quick thirty second. You're gonna edit this out, and I'm gonna. Well, no, Johnny had something to say. Go. Oh, go ahead. We don't need to edit it out. Yeah, eat a dick. We're not editing. We can just hit pause. <laughs> um, nineteen. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, he deleted it. Dean Beeman. So Dean Beeman, when the PJ Tour was first um, organized, basically, out of a group of players, um, you know, led by Jack and Arnie back in the 60s and early 70s, Dean Beeman was a player. He was on the PJ Tour, and he was elected commissioner. Um, And ever since then, we haven't had another, you know, former player as a commissioner. As commissioner? Don't we have a female as a commissioner now? I don't know. I guess it's gotten to be so much more of a of a business that they're looking more towards business leaders specifically in the sports industry isn't that part um, of the so problem I don't, I don't know if that's realistic but yeah you should you could at least have like a um second in command or or a, or a, a you know a lead advisor who was a former player yeah but isn't that part of the issue is that like everything's now becoming business related and like how can we make the most money off of this this and this a b and c like it's supposed to be yeah. for the love of the game. Like it's, it's a gentleman's game. Like I, I don't know that, that that kind of irks me a little bit. That I, I don't know. I don't know if I like that or not. Trey, how are we doing? I can't there? find it. It's nowhere. He it's it's off of his Instagram, and I can't find. Here we go. Got it. All right. What a joke at USGA at PGA Tour today on the 13th hole. I hit my drive in the water and took a drop on a side of the hill with no grass. Dropped twice, then placed on a small tuft of grass. Turned around, the ball rolled into the water. I was under exactly the impression what happened to Ricky Fowler two years ago. Regardless, this is not the point. I was under the impression the USGA had changed the rule. I was wrong. Had to take another penalty drop for doing nothing wrong at all. Did everything by the book. It's still mind blowing that a group of amateurs ruled the game of professional golf. I also blame the PGA Tour rules officials for putting that putting out a terrible penalty area line where this could even happen. No accountability at any level here. No protection for the players at all. You wonder why guys are wanting to jump ship and go play on another tour. Players need transparency, protection, and consistency. We don't have that under the current governing bodies. Sorry, Jay. We need to do better at all levels of PGA Tour, including myself, who represents the players on the board of the tour. If we don't, he said, if we don't, we will not have a tour any longer. Hopefully, there will be a change soon. 
Wow. So those are and, big. and he's right. Those are big he's words. Right. Look, the PGA Tour is a humongous nonprofit that is running events independently throughout the country. If a better option genuinely comes available, and the money is there, we we want to watch the best players in the world play golf. We don't like. I, for me, I'd rather watch the best players than watch the PGA Tour. Which for as for our entire lives, they've been playing on the PGA Tour. But if all the most talented mm-hmm. golfers and the most fun to watch golfers in the world are playing elsewhere, we're not the PGA Tour ceases to exist. In my opinion, that's a wild thought. I think about a world where the PGA Tour doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, there's other I, ways to watch golf. There's that's other why ways to watch uh, you golf. know I, I you know talking about the the challenger leagues. I mean I, I think you would be naive to brush them off. I think there's there's a lot of money out there and a lot of interesting innovative ideas, and the PGA Tour has frankly just you know let itself go a little stale in terms of format and also. Um, you know, they're for, we, their did a, we, did, we did a whole podcast on this. Like, it's yeah, I it's mean, a real marketing, thing. In my opinion, is obnoxious at times. I mean, do you realize we see commercials for the Players Championship on the Golf Channel like six month for six months before the event, and then the PJ Tour, um, you know, FedEx Cup playoffs. I mean, they jam it down your throat when you're when you're watching coverage. And um, Peter Costas did a whole thing about this after he got let go, where he said... Oh, I listened said, to that. That's so said, good. The, if anyone's the, ever not listened to that, go yeah. listen to that. The best soundbite from that was, uh, you know, he was talking to a first-time winner. I can't remember who it was. And he, he was interviewing him on the, on, the, um, on the 18th green, you know, guy who just won for the first time. And he said, how does it feel? You know, it's got to be so special, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you're going to get to go to the Masters. You know, you're, you've got security, blah, blah, blah. And he got a call from the PJ Tour the next day saying, like, don't mention the Masters. We, we You were contractually obligated to talk about the FedEx Cup points that so-and-so just earned. He's yeah. like, that's not what he cares about. That's not what the viewer cares about, you know? <laughs> like, Let's be real here. 100%. I, I, this is actually funny. When I was at um, the caddy on the LPGA Tour, Laura, Laura Davies was in the field, and she is a Sky Sports on-course reporter for men's golf. And... She was ranting to her caddy about how she'd had it with the producers in her ear, telling her what to say. He's like, really? She's like, she's like, why? Why am I even here? Why am I even here? Like, she's like, they were making, they were making her like comment on something, and he, and she just was like, I've had it. I've absolutely had it. Like, what, what, what do, you, what do you want me for? Like, if you don't want my thoughts and my opinions, yeah. like, and I don't remember what the exact scenario was, but it was something about the open and how she, they were making her like do some segment that she did not want to do, and she was pissed about it to her caddy. Yeah, because this was right after this was like late summer, and she had just got another player had asked her about it, and she just goes, "Oh, don't even get me started!" Like, <laughs> don't even get me started. Yeah, it was, and then yeah, just rip, ripping a cigarette and like, talking about how like how she's just had it with the Sky Sports, uh, um, whatever the, her producers. Yeah, I was thinking about Tom as you were going through sort of the, the talking about how difficult it is to make it um, as a, as a, you know an aspiring tour player and. I was thinking about other sports, you know, NFL obviously doesn't really have a, a developmental channel. I mean, you're mm-hmm. sort of either on a practice squad or you're not in the NFL. And then basketball and the baseball, G-League. I saw a contrast where, or I thought about a contrast where um, basketball, you actually do have opportunity to make money, a decent amount of money, 
over in Europe and in, I think even South America. Or the has, G League. Mm-hmm. And now the G League. Um, baseball, on the other hand, you know, that's an interesting one because guys do get massive signing bonuses out of, uh, out of college or even out of high school. Um, so they do have some money to to sort of sit on to uh, to live off of for a while. But of course, the salaries I think it's been well publicized are next to nothing in minor league. So um, basketball maybe has the most financially viable path if you're aspiring and you're yeah. sort of on the lower end. Um, but they also ranks. have the best player association, and they have the best agreement with. They have the 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 highest league minimums. They have, there's obviously way less of them than any other sport yeah. because the rosters are small, but they have the best everything as far as the, the players. And the players are the focus of all the marketing on the teams. Versus the NFL, you have all the players behind the team or behind the NFL shield. But yeah, I, I use and baseball I will, I will, when, I, when I explain. Like if, I, if I'm talking to somebody who doesn't know anything about golf and I was trying to tell them what I was doing for a double living, a, triple a, I say I'm like, a, a, I'm, like, I'm like a single A baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly yeah, that's, what I said. That's the perfect. Yeah. That's the perfect analogy. And double um, A. I do want to cap corn fairy and then big leagues. Yeah. Yeah. I'll caveat that with. I, sometimes I I do get actually even though I just did it, um, you know I think people compare golf to other sports too much and golf's its own animal. You know it's it's still really a niche sport uh, in a way and obviously an individual sport versus a team sport. So I think we do need to be careful in terms of comparing you know golf to other sports, but. Um, interesting to think about, you know, the path to to the top, and it is very different in different sports. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we've shit on the PGA Tour enough for for one <laughs> night. So why don't, why don't we move into uh, a little bit of a looking forward to this week in golf at uh, at Tory Riviera. Riviera. It's Riviera. My bad. Not Tory. Riviera. Yeah. Riviera. Where so, our boy, boy Marky Mark made a made a little bit of a run and then juiced a fucking right. fifty degree about one hundred and eighty yards. <laughs> To a spot where he couldn't two putt. God damn it, Mark! I love you. How about that's, how about a, that's a U.S. On. amateur reference to our. That is a U.S. Finish. amateur reference yeah, to our was, friend yeah, Mark Lawrence, one hole away from was, going to the Masters. Yeah, and Doc Redman made a great putt, and now he's and, then Doc now, and now he's Doc Redman. Now he's on the PGA Tour. But blah blah blah. I, I've told Mark a couple of times, kind of a neat little tidbit. So, 2017 USAM, I was actually playing at Hermitage that weekend in the Valentine Invitational, where Mark grew up playing. Yep. And um, we were all there was a hundred people packed into the men's grill watching Mark play this USAM match, a semifinal match against Doc Redman. Um, and when he dropped that putt on the 17, eagle. he made about a 50 footer oh. that he had to have to keep oh. it going for it's eagle. Such great putt. I mean, the place erupted. You would have thought we were like, you know at a Steelers bar in Pittsburgh. Like, yeah. It just went nuts. It but was, also, if you've really ever cool. played golf with Mark, you knew that motherfucker was going, was going down. In. You yeah. knew that thing was going in. Like, you knew it. Like, it had to. That was, that was pretty neat. So, yeah, yeah the, the Riviera, um, obviously a great history. The, the Genesis Invitational, it used to be the LA Open for years. Yep. So it actually started back in, I think, 1929. And, uh, the architect is George Thomas, which a lot of East Coast people don't know because we we hear names like Tillinghast and Donald Ross over here more. But, but George Thomas is like the, you know, the top dog uh, over in the West Coast. I mean, listen to this roster alone in L.A. that he did. Wiltshire, your place. Oh, I love Wiltshire Tom. Country Club. Bel Air, LACC, Riviera. Those are all just in L.A. I mean, this guy was, he was the shit. Right? George um, Thomas? 
yeah, George C. Thomas was his name. All right, I like that. Um, Thomas, not not Thomas as well C. not <laughs> not as well known, you know, for 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 East Coasters. But if you're you know if you're a golf aficionado on the West Coast, he's he's it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's one of the top. It was it's one of the top fields outside of a major you can possibly find. I mean, no one skips Riviera. I was looking at uh, the Gary PGA Woodland's Club. not there as I saw him on the range today after I had caddies. <laughs> <laughs> but well, um, look we at the wonder, top. Yeah. Look at the current top twenty in the world. Exactly, now. they're all You'll there. find more than one or two missing. But yeah, um, uh, we do have an exciting announcement of friend of the program just qualified for the event. Michael Brennan. Out of boy, Mikey. Out of boy, Mikey. Way to be, kid. Out of boy. Just keeping his reign as you know one of the best players in the country rolling. He's been that kid is so fucking good at golf. He knows how to get the ball in the hole very quickly. I remember him when he was like a thirteen-year-old little cocky bastard, snot nosed. And then he went out and shot like thirteen under in the first two rounds of a state am. We're like, well, we're like, whoa, okay, got it. He is good. good. So, so I was his. I, I, we were teammates at the captain's putter matches in South Carolina nice. in 2017. He was he was 16 years old at the yeah. time. You know, most guys in the captain's putter matches are, are mid-ams. Yeah. Um, so you got a bunch of guys 25 to 40, and then and then we had 16 year old Mike Brennan. So we called him the kid all weekend. Good and he, thing he, he was, was there too, because he probably helped. Oh, he he probably fantastic. learned a lot of language that week. He probably <laughs> learned a lot of language. He probably learned a lot of. Of jokes, a yeah. lot of a lot of interesting things so, that week, especially with Buck Britton running around. For those that aren't familiar with him, he uh, <clears throat> grew up in Northern Virginia, and he uh, is playing at Wake right now. He's a sophomore, and uh, in his freshman year, he won back-to-back tournaments. And Wake Forest is playing top-level yeah. competition. One of those was at Pinehurst Number Two. Um, yeah, he won at Pinehurst. He won at Old Town. He won at uh, yeah, Colonial, Colonial, and Riv. And and Kiowa. And Kiowa, that's right, and Kiowa. And now God, that kid's good. Riff. Jesus Christ. Those how's places that for are a, pretty How's decent. that for a college career when you're not even done with year two? Yeah. Um, I mean, just absolutely killing it. So, way to go, Mike. Uh, uh, we're, we're really excited to follow you this weekend. Rooting for you. Uh, dude, I might bet him hopefully, to, hopefully to make we, the cut or top four week, or Hopefully weekend. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm. I think a, a sneaky bet is to bet him like top 40 or something. You He's probably like with me? I'll take the whole bid. I'll take it all. Why don't you double it then? All right, fine. Let's do it. Let's take. Let's ride it together. We're gonna. Right. We're gonna bet on. We're gonna bet on you, bud. I hope you listen to this at, on Saturday when you're about to tee off. That's that's in his headphones. Us. <laughs> Incredible. No, that's gonna hey, be a good uh, event. Fun fun fact that comes up now and then. Uh, it's kind of crazy, but all the great history at Riviera. Uh, you probably know that Tiger never actually won there. Um, Good. Jack Nicholas, despite despite playing in the LA Open for for years, Jack, Jack Nicholas never won there either. So maybe it's not uh, as good of a golf course as we thought. Yeah. <laughs> but James Watson tore it up. <laughs> Bubba Watson, however, won has won three times there. Yeah. So, um, and Phil won twice. So maybe there's a lefty connection. Nice. Anybody, anybody got a pick this week for the win? No idea. I don't. I just, I just don't follow the tour well enough to know who's playing well. <laughs> Mm. I'm not picking Shuffler because no one ever wins back to back. Dark Horse, yeah. Seamus Power, bang. Why not? There you go. Why not? Can't can't lose the betting. I'll take Robert McIntyre. <laughs> can't can't lay the betting favorite. I mean, he he hasn't won yet this year, but I think he's either six or seven straight top tens coming into this week. Yeah. Um. So I mean, and it's kind of a home game for him, right? Right. UCLA. Yeah, UCLA. Pretty much a home game. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. 
I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. I'm still going to stick with Seamus Power. More more power to the punch. I've got um, a, I'm I'm in a one and done league with my with my family. It's like my dad, a couple uncles, my cousin, and uh, we're in year two. The first year I finished sixth out of six. Okay. So I'm uh, you know in a quest. Tell me, tell me only room for improvement. I only room for improvement. Quick question: What yeah. is a one and done league? Oh, it just means uh, every week we pick one guy. But you burn him for the year, so you can only use um, each player one. Time. I actually wow. think I did one of those leagues with the boys back in Virginia Beach. Yeah, one year. What I did do you not do when do you well get what, like? There's a lot of tour events. What do you do when you get down? I guess there's not that many. It's not like to the point where you're gonna have to pick like you know, like uh, just a. Well, the key is a random you know, name. The key is uh, trying to find. <laughs> I'm telling you, the key. I finished dead, dead fucking last. <laughs> <laughs> The idea is you save the good players for the big events, um, especially you know with the with the FedEx Cup playoffs. You want to make sure you have some good guys left over for that. Um, so yeah, I I'm sitting actually a little bit better this year. I think I'm in third or fourth. Um, I'm not too far out of first, so I'm, I'm making a, va- a vast improvement on my dead last finish. So Fair enough. Right, I have well, not made my. I haven't looked. I haven't made my my one and done pick yet. So Seamus, Seamus Power. Seamus Power. It's the week. It's it's the week for Seamus Power. I actually already burned him, and he did well for me. Yeah, okay, that's well fine. Yeah. All right. Well, we're we're encroaching on an hour here, so we should oh, probably yeah. wrap it up. Um, Johnny, I'm um, I'm happy that you're alive. I'm happy that you had a great <laughs> time on your bachelor party. I you know. That's great. I mean, I'm just jealous as fuck that you got to hang out there for you know a few days. Oh, Trey's gonna come into my camera. My now. camera died. Oh, <laughs> Trey's camera died. All right, but uh, uh, yeah, we'll was, see you all a, next week. It was a great, it was a great event, a great bachelor party, and thank you to all my buddies that that made the trip. You made it all worth it. Incredible. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. See you, boys. Mm-hmm.